We said soil in the Wu Xing is middle, isn't it? Everything got to be go through the soil. So if the soil congested, I mean, anybody have a problem. Every parts have a problem. Also can affect the soil. So the yin of the soil is a stickiness. The yang of the soil is a looseness. I'm Michael Max, and this is Geological. I have enough books. I do really. If I did not buy another book. If I studied with a sense of active engagement, I'd have enough books to last for more than the rest of my life. But it doesn't stop me from buying books. But it might be stopping me from engaging more deeply with what I already have. This is a kind of malaise of our modern times that we don't feel like we have enough. Get a new book, a new class, a certificate, credential, additional set of initials after our name. But what about taking what we already have? And putting it into a practice that cultivates a deeper understanding, our understanding, our own particular view that comes from how experience and study intermingle and create some kind of new knowledge. This kind of knowing is personal. It doesn't come with the stamp of approval from some authority, but rather it's distilled through our own authentic experience. I remember getting gold stars in the first grade. I like the blue ones better. But the gold ones meant that you were better than a bunch of other people, and I can remember trophies from sporting events, having a GPA that made my parents feel okay, and the first time I could put a couple of initials after my name. From our earliest days, we are invited to join in the endless parade of signs, signals, and sign credentials—the jungming, the evidence that gives proof that we have value and knowledge. And it's not that these things don't have value; they do. But is the value in the certificate, or that you can throw away the class notes because the material of the class has become alive in you? I don't know about you. I find it too easy to recognize what I'm missing, and knowing our deficiencies is essential in growing into a more skilled practitioner. At the same time, recognizing what we have and perhaps digging that well a little deeper might not be a bad idea. It doesn't hurt to revisit the basics and see if they might tell us a different story or open a new perspective. It's one thing to learn the basics at the beginning of our education, but sitting down with them again with some experience under our belt, it can be tremendously clarifying. Okay, let's get into today's conversation with Rhonda Chang on the subject of E. E basically translates as medicine, and she has some perspectives from her study and practice. That let us take a look at the difference between what we studied as Chinese medicine and something of the old school medicine. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Here we go. These geological conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Need to fill up the appointments created by late cancellations? Jane can help with that problem. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Concerned about the health of Mother Earth, Acufast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, listen for a special offer from Andrew Sturman on diet as medicine. And the folks at Blue Poppy share some thoughts on the safety of herbal medicine. 
Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. Hi, folks. I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit mayway.com to find the perfect plum flower brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore whenever you need a break. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies, and enjoy bits of Chinese culture. This month, we're focusing on the treatment of various skin concerns like itchy skin and stubborn acne. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our skin health formulas this month too. Just visit meiwei.com. This season and every season, trust Meiwei for your health and wellness needs. And as always, thanks for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. Change is never easy. This is evidenced by the fact that the scales weighing the number of people on the green side of change versus the number of people on the old, hard-on-the-planet ways of doing things are still way out of balance. Our planet is suffering, but our profession has an easier way to shift the scales. The founders of AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles started with a great needle and then created our industry's first eco-friendly packaging and reusable accessories. They also give back to nature by planting trees. I encourage you to challenge yourself to make the change. Ride the wave of spring yang chi and make the switch by joining me and the multitude of colleagues who made the change. Now you can celebrate Earth Month in April with pride knowing that you are helping us to tip the scales of planetary health towards a greener, healthier, and healing planet. Visit www.acufastneedles.com to get on board. You've probably already heard me here on the podcast share about Jane, my favorite all-in-one practice management software that helps you to run your practice online and manage no-shows. The team at Jane understands that life happens, and sometimes that means your patients are unable to make their scheduled appointment. If that's the case, a quick and easy way to fill those unexpected gaps in your day is by utilizing Jane's time-saving waitlist management features. You can take advantage of automated SMS text or email notifications to notify eligible waitlisted patients that there's an opening so they can easily scoop up an available time. If you know you're ready to sign up, you can mention the show or use the code CHEOLOGICAL for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Visit jane.app to get started today. Rhonda Chang, welcome to Geological. Thank you. Very happy to be here. I came across your books a little while ago. Very evocative names. I thought, oh boy. I would love to talk to you. So you've got two books, Yin Yang Wuxing, Spirit, Body, and Healing, and Chinese Medicine Masquerading as E. Oh, man. I read that title, and it was like, all right, what, what, what's this woman's email address? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a Chinese doctor. You practice ostensibly what we call Chinese medicine. We may get a better idea of what that all means here in a minute. I'd like to start first 
with your medical background. How did you get started with Chinese medicine? I knew that you grew up in China. What were the origins? How did you start studying medicine? I like literature, in fact, Chinese literature. I want to study Chinese literature, but my father said that you have to study something useful, technical, and then to survive. And then I thought about Chinese medicine because I thought that involves learning classic Chinese language. So just to compromise him, and I enrolled. But I kind of really regret during my study <laughs> because we didn't learn much classics. Just something you can't make a sense from anywhere. You know, it doesn't make sense from Western, you know, scientific kind of uh, ways. And there's no yin yang wu xing. I mean, there's a yin yang wu xing, but when you're explaining disease or sickness, it doesn't really make sense. So I used to always ask a teacher, I said, why? And then they used to say, that's what old people is. I used to say, old people still have to make sense. They still have to have a reasoning system. And then he just uh, pushed me off. I almost dropped out university because uh, I just can't get through there. But in China those days, if you drop, you can never get back to university again. And then you go to be a farmer. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think you're lucky that they didn't kick you out by asking questions like that, you know? Yes, yeah. I mean, they, they give me very dirty looks, and the whole class of students all turned to me and they give me dirty looks as well. <laughs> it wasn't a very pleasant study. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like it. Really, your love is literature. You choose medicine because, well, all right, my dad says I have to do something practical. I, I have a younger brother who's a musician. My mom said, you should study accounting. And my brother was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. People that love us, they want to see us do well. And if we're doing something that might not be practical, um, you know, they're concerned. So I can understand your father's point of view. You, you take this great middle road. I'll learn medicine. Oh, there's wonderful literature in medicine. There's old stuff, but you didn't get it back then. That's what it is. And uh, he wasn't worried about uh, so much of a living because a communist those days, and then a government gave you a job, you're always working. Doesn't matter what area. But he worried about me writing something wrong to the government and I'll be in jail. And he said, I'm not going to visit you in jail. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so your father knew from a young age that you were a little bit of a troublemaker. Well, I, I did, actually. I have been very outspoken. <laughs> Always being a troublemaker. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I want to jump right into some of this then. Like I said, I, I read the title of your book, Chinese Medicine Masquerading as E, E meaning medicine, not, not, not the E is like in significance for, for those people that uh, just look at Y-E. Very evocative title. Well, it isn't that uh, masquerading because everybody thinks they do learn Chinese medicine, but uh, because you learn this Chinese medicine, not ancient E. So I have to separate these two, and they are masquerading. A lot of people, especially in the West, actually say that we learn a lot of yin and yang and wu xing, everything. You know, they say that the one lady actually told me that's everywhere in our text. They just don't know what's the difference. You learn the yin and the yang, but you didn't learn the change. You know, the book of change is very important. The yin and the yang is not about uh, uh, cold and hot. It's about uh, the changes. 
So we don't know the changes, and we don't know that links with the Wuxing. You know, you know Wuxing, but how the Wuxing link with the Yin Yang? What change? What makes Wuxing from Yin Yang? What the relationship? We don't know. So we say that when we talk about the organs, we talk about the, you know liver, kidney, lung. That's like an anatomical kind of a sense, but it doesn't really link with the change. So then, when you're in the clinic treatment, you really don't know how to apply for, you know, if somebody got a cough and you use a lot of lung herbs, cleaning everything, and doesn't work, and you can't really think about how Wuxing, you know, the soil actually create the metal. So you got to work on soil, strengthen the soil, and to work on the lung. You wouldn't know. You got a kind of Wuxing,、uh, uh, you know Wuxing, but you don't know how the relationship. To Wuxing and the changes, yeah, and then some people get headache, and then they say, "Oh, it's a liver headache or cold headache, hot headache, and、uh, a dry headache and wet headache and all that." But really, headache you got to look at、uh, say, if you understand the headache from、uh, say you you understand the kidney and the liver, the relationship, and you might actually make a link. So then you work on the head. You don't work on the headache. You work on the kidney. And you work on the. So I write second book, Yin Yang. You know the Wu Xing Spirit Body and Healing. You might work on the strengthen warming the kidney and to calm the liver. So instead of say、oh, I'm just going to clean the liver, and you do more, you hurt more. So that's where we gone wrong. Yeah, well, I know that a lot of people get out of school and complain about. We've learned all this interesting theory, and the theory is beautiful. The theory is poetic, and you know, there's there's something about it that describes nature. And I think many people really have a feeling that if they understand nature, then you can use nature, you know, to help people. And yet, when we start to get into practice, it all kind of falls apart. It's like in our heads, it. Kind of makes a sort of a sense, but bringing into the practicality of clinic is another story. And of course, then we have patients who come in and go, "I've got a headache. It's right here on the side of my head. Fix my headache." And then you say, "Oh, that's liver headache." But what makes liver headache? You know, you got to actually understand from Yin Yang Wu Xing point of view. So liver got a, you know, like a, what I call the Yin and Yang side. And if that headache was from the Yin. You know, liver yin problem, and what do you do for liver yin? You make the water rising, isn't it? So when the water is too cold, it's freeze. It doesn't move. That causes your liver kind of、uh, dry. So what we do is、uh, we warm the kidney, and then you rise the water and you moist the trees. So you make the flexibility, and you stop that liver kind of a、uh, headache, isn't it? So instead of saying, "Oh, this is dry headache," it's cold headache. It's a wet headache. It's just a nonsense, a pure nonsense. I really hate them. <laughs> the reason I gave this、uh, kind of a title because I really regret what we learn in the university. You know, five years you spend, and then you learn all nonsense, rubbish. <laughs> It just gets me really angry when I think about this. <laughs> I, I hear the anger in your voice. We're going to have to work a little bit on your wood. <laughs> But my book hasn't got to China yet, and they won't accept it. I can't get them published in China. I can't even get through to China yet. So, well, maybe not right now, but the perhaps in the future. The message will get through one day. Yeah, I know it will、yeah. be because、uh, if get to China, I think that will change the direction. Hopefully, 
It can be. It will be. And students will ask the teacher, say, what are you teaching? And it will embarrass them. Well, I, I think we probably have that here in the United States as well. Sometimes, let me look at my experience. I can remember being in Chinese medicine school. This was a long time ago. This was 20 plus years ago. And sometimes I'd have a question about something. I didn't really understand it. I'd ask my teacher. I would still not understand it. Sometimes my teacher didn't understand it. My teacher didn't have it to give to me. Now, there were plenty of things my teachers did give to me. I feel very grateful for the education that I've got. But I, I think this is true, not just in medicine, but anywhere. If the teacher doesn't really understand it themselves, it's hard to transmit something deeper to the student. You can only, you can only give what you've already gotten yourself. Yeah, the problem is the reason the teacher doesn't really know enough or they don't teach well is because we don't learn the theory properly. So I'm writing a new book at the moment, and uh, I call them a bagua, you know, bagua or yijing and medicine. Not bagua like gossip. <laughs> well, that's what they're making bagua as gossips now. But bagua is a profound, beautiful, you know, theoretical knowledge and foundation to this uh, practice, really. And we've got to explain the changes and all the gua. You know, in the gua we learn now, is talk about uh, lucky or not lucky. But really, the gua, if you talk about it, you got to say how much yin, how much yang, how they change, where they go. And then if you understand that, so if I say I'm in the deep trouble, like a kun gua, and then you say where the kun gua link to, and then you might actually, next one will be jing gua, isn't it? And the jing gua link to the other gua. So you know the lines, how they change, the yao, you know, you know the line to change. And if you know the line change, and you, you actually can apply them. And also, in the, I'm trying to get people to understand how acupuncture wasn't experiential. It's all to do with the bagua, because it makes your body as a bagua, meridians. You know, that's why our first meridian says from lung, isn't it? The reason is because, uh, you know, the qianggua, the first one is the dui. Dui is the lung, is the metal. So that's where they come from. And then the points... They say 360 points that responding to heaven and the earth. So the 360 points, because you got a 64 gua, but one is heaven, one is earth, you know, kun and the qian, and then there's uh, the sun and the moon, isn't it? So then you don't have that in your body. So you got a 60 gua. And the 60 gua with the six line, there's 360 points. So if you know each line, it's yang or it's yin, so then you actually can change the line, and then fix the problems. Very so we're easy. really looking at the transformations of yin and yang. And, and as we began this conversation, you first connected yin yang to the I Ching, to the book changes. You connected it to that. Yeah. And that's why I argue a lot of people say uh, Chinese medicine has been changed or never had a proper foundations. And that's the foundation, and you can't argue. And every book you're looking at, it's all about the yin yang. It's all about the wuxing. It's all about the change, really. So when people get rid of, you know, like a Walker Shay, very, very good, he writes so many books, but he hardly mentioning about yin yang wuxing, doesn't even in his vocabulary. So what's that mean? That means you don't know the change. And what kind of medicine are you? So I like to say, 
he got to be separate from what I promote to the practice. It got to be changed the name. So I start with the cha- giving it different names, Yi and the Chinese medicine. Yeah. So tell us a little more about the difference between Yi and Chinese medicine. You you mentioned earlier Yi is is more about the ancient medicine. We've talked a little bit about Yin Yang Wuxing, the changes that you can see, and you can see. I mean, they're detailed beautifully in the in the Yi Jing. So tell us a little more for our listeners that may not understand this. When you're talking about Yi, and especially in comparison to air quotes here Chinese medicine. What are we talking about? Give us, give us kind of the thirty thousand foot view here. Well, the first thing is the, about the change. In modern Chinese medicine, we also talk about yin and yang, but we don't talk about the change. Yin and yang is about change. Yin eventually changed to yang. Yang eventually changed to yin. And the, during this change, there's five important steps that actually transformationing points. Which we call the Wu Xing. So you got to understand these two, and you analyze the body as a, you don't see the body as a five organs. You see the body as a five I call the Wu Xing organ. That's why when in my other book I talk about liver wood, I don't just say liver. And when I talk about kidney, I say kidney water. So you got to think about the kidney. Don't think about the anatomy. You think about it as water. And you think about a liver, you think about it as wood. So in that sense, and you can understand things better. So if somebody got sick, and you look at it, what liver does, what wood does, wood actually about erect and the flexibility, isn't it? So if someone lost the flexibility, you say that's liver wood indefinition. If somebody looks at, lost the erectness, and you say that's liver wood young problem. So then you look at this, and then you can connect to kidney, isn't it? So you look at the herbs. You're also looking at the, say what herbs. You know, like uh, I'll give you an example as acne.、Uh, When you talk about acne, you talk about the heat, you know, and they go into the water. So when you're using them, you don't say, oh, acne treating what disease and joint problems and all these things. But you look at the acne give you heat in the kidney. So then any kind of problem. In the heat loss, you can use ignite. It doesn't really matter about blood pressure. If in the blood pressure sense you say, "Oh, that's so hot," you can't use that herbs, isn't it? Because the so-called blood pressure with the liverwood indeficient, isn't it? Erect, they they're too dry and too kind of firm. So you want them flexible. So what do you do with the flexibility? You got to warm the water to rise to make the water rise to make the liverwood flexibility. So that's a difference, isn't it? If you're in the Bianzheng Lunzhi, I mean, modern Chinese medicine, there's a system called Bianzheng Lunzhi. A lot of Western people telling me that, yeah, people telling me that I even heard, you know, in the Western medical education, Chinese medicine, maybe they not talk about some of them not talk about Bianzheng Lunzhi, but you told about the Bianzheng Lunzhi. If you told about the body as anatomy. And the physiology, pathology, and then you look at the sickness as disease, isn't it? So when you look at the disease, and then you say, "Oh, is that Yin disease? Is that Yang disease? Is that a what do you call it? Hot and cold and disease, or is that a, a dry and wet?" You are actually Bianzheng Lunzhi. You in that system. So that system gives you rigid. It's not flexibility. So when you're looking at that kind of a 
sense of uh, sickness, you you paralyze. Say you got a headache. Actually, they say, oh, this is a hot headache, a cold headache. You got all the herbs for that, and you done that one, you can't succeed. And then you do another, you do another. How many patients will give you that patience to let you try out all kind of things before you get there? And you might lucky again. I think we usually get two chances. Yeah, well, that's. I it. think most patients give us two chances. That's it. So then, if you if you're lucky, you get one. But then next one, you might lose because you don't have a clear directions how you use it, why you use it, isn't it? So when you actually in Yin Yang Wu Xing, doesn't matter what is it. Well, in my practice, a lot of Western people tend to come to me and say. Oh, there's new disease. I mean, there's some of diseases. Even most medical doctors don't know what name yet. But you can treat it because I don't care about disease. I look at it as、uh, it can't escape. Escape about、uh, is that yin or yang, or is that a water, or is that a flexibility, or is that a heat, or is that a mucus is not trapped in something, or is that a soil not loosening enough, a too sticky? You always work out a reason, and you always have a.、Uh, Ability to find the whatever the the method, and some people telling me say you must use Zhang Zhongjing's、uh, formula. I don't. I never do. I use any formula because I make up my formula. If the formula is didn't really some herbs disappear, do I just sitting there say sorry I can't treat you because I don't have the herbs? You got to find a way. If somebody call you, don't say I haven't got a hot water. So then you you, you paralyze. You got to use heater. Or you can't have a heater. You have a, you know, like a warm blanket. So there's always a way to work for it if you understand the principle. But if you with the bianzhong lunzhi, or you say only the hot water can fix up the coldness, and then you don't have a hot water, you say sorry, I can't treat you because the the, the hot water loss. And that's what difference the flexibility. Hello, everyone. Andrew Sturman here. I've been working with clients in Chinese medicine dietary therapy for over two decades in New York City. My focus is beautiful, simple, delicious, and health-supportive home cooking. Good meals can be inspired by the strategies of classic herbal formulas, so that each meal is infused with medical intention, from appetizer to dessert. This requires an understanding of the energetic properties of grains, vegetables, meats, fruits, and more, and knowing which foods are moistening, drying, building, clearing. Warming or cooling, as well as their directionality, I've organized these teachings in my two-volume book series, Welcoming Food, where you can learn this theory, practice it in your own kitchen, and love doing so. See the positive reviews and incredible testimonials from practitioners and patients who've brought this material into their own kitchens. Welcoming Food books one and two can easily be found online, and if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, where I'll be posting cooking tutorials, you can find me at Welcoming Food. Back to you, Michael. Thanks very much. So, if you understand the principle, you can discover and create any method to address that principle. Absolutely. Yeah. So then you become flexible, and that's what made people rigid with the. Bianzhongluanzhi system, yeah, and that's what I'm arguing, and that's why people have no confidence, and you have no reasoning system. In my book, I gave example one of this、uh, the biggest uh, you know uh, famous uh, Chinese medicine、uh, doctor who just recently died actually Deng Tietao, and he 
kind of give examples of how wonderful that Bianzhong Lunzhi is, and he gave example how he treated this uh, fetus, you know, dead, still fetus. And he used one formula, didn't work, and he used another, and he did four times, and then worked. And then he said, you see, you can always find a way. But that's just a trial and error. You can't do that in the clinic, isn't it? I mean, if people don't give you the chance, how many formulas can you remember? And how many times people give you the time to look at it? But if you understand what is yin and yang or whatever, you can find needle points, isn't it? And you can actually strengthen the, you say, there's not enough steam in there. I'll give you some heat. I can work on the, you know, kidney, young meridian, working on the gold urine bladder. So you're flexible. And then on that, the needle points is so simple because this is, like I said, it's like a bagua, isn't it? And the gua, it's a yang line, yin line, you know, they line up. So you say, if it's a yang line, and I want more yang, what do you do? They say, you got to bu, isn't it? Nourish. How do you nourish? You go with the meridian flow. And then if you say, this is yin line, I don't like it, I want to change. What do you do? You needle in the points against the meridian line. So how simple that is. You just got to learn the proper thing. We didn't learn. We told about these points. Oh, the sun yin jiao is because, uh, you know, three yin points are meet together and all that. And, and why? How? How do I use them? And they for this disease, for that disease. And if they didn't work enough, what do you do? You say, okay, this medicine is not perfect. So? Yeah. Well, you, meant, you mentioned Sanin Zhao, uh, Spleen 6, for you people that don't speak Chinese. So this is, this is a really useful point, super important point. I'm curious from your perspective with Inyang Wuxing, how would you think about applying that? Can you give us a clinical case of using Sanin Zhao that demonstrates the way that you think about using the changes, not just not just the... Uh, how do I say the idea, but the actual changes that, that we're talking about here? Well, I had uh, somebody had uh, overdue the birth. You know, she was uh, 10 days ah, late, late yeah. delay. Okay. Yeah. Late delay delivery. Yeah, mm-hmm. late delay delivery. And uh, she was uh, kind of very dry. You know, like uh, you can feel that uh, she just doesn't have the movement in the water. And so what I did, I actually used the San Yin Jiao. I feel her water is congested. So, and then it worked. So I didn't really go with the, whatever they say San Yin Jiao do, because I feel that her water is congested, because that also with the soil organ, isn't it? So the soil actually is not loosening, sticky. So in this case for her, you would tonify or sedate San Yin Jiao? I sedate Sanin Zhao. Because what I do is I feel that's blocked. The water is blocked. So I got to loosen them up. And what I'm strengthening is on the urine bladder. Strengthen the urinary bladder to strengthen the water. That's right. To make the, the water, water hot, warm. This is the yang water, that's right? That's right. Exactly. As opposed so you to make, yin water. Exactly. So you make the yin kind of not sticky. And you make the yang kind of move, you know, warming and strengthen. So you get a water flow. Yeah, that's how you're actually using them. Yeah, every point. And I mean, in my last two books, I haven't really talked enough about acupuncture. That's why I'm doing this new book. It's about a 
kind of、uh, acupuncture, and I'm tracing the points. And also very important, you know, people talk about a、uh, uh, spleen number six or something. You know, every points there's meaning, and that meaning to do with the bagua. So you have to learn the words. When I actually teach you, you have to learn basic Chinese. You don't have to learn everything, but you got to learn what Changshan Yi means. You know, Changshan is like bearing the mountain, isn't it? So、mm -hmm. and then, then you know that's the Gengua, isn't it? So you got to actually know the basics. So if you don't know the the words, you don't know the meaning of the points. It's harder. It it is harder. Well, I've I've found. Because I studied here in the United States, I learned, of course, by channel and number. But when I found myself in Taiwan and, and in Beijing, nobody uses the number; they call it by the name. So I had to learn names. Once I started to learn names, I realized there was all kinds of information by the name. So I'd like to ask you about a couple of points and, and get your thoughts on how to use these in clinic, because they show up for me a lot. So, for example, Xuefan, right? Ren nine. Shui fun, water water division. Shui shui fun shui fun. Oh, okay. Shui yes. Fun, that, my, yeah, shui fun. That's right. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But so that point, from the point of view of Inyang Wuxing, its name basically means water division. We know it has something to do with fluids. How do you think about using that one in clinic? Well, in the clinic, you got to also look at it as、uh, the water. What kind of causing these problems, isn't it? So if I was using them, when you have,、uh, you know, like modern things, we say, oh, make edema and all those things. You don't really work on that sense, and you're working on that the definition of the water, isn't it? So definition of water is because the soil and the water, and sometimes they muddy, you know, they muddy. So you making that point, make them clear. Make them a kind of definition, so that's what they would use. Ah, it sort of settles the water; it pulls the soil out of、that's、the water. That's right. Yeah, so it makes it, it. clear, clarifies them. Yeah, and to make clean the water. And I would also use them. You know, quite often in the lung problems, in the cough, you know, cough is like mucus, and then it's、uh, kind of muddy, so it's not clear. So I can use them to clear. The water, you know, to make them flow, make the dirty and the clean separated. So even for a lung issue, you could use shrifan to clarify the fluids of the lung. Yes, exactly. So you you're not really trapped with the, all the, you know, dendrolunge. They tell you what this do, what that do. You don't really care. The same as the herbs, you know, like、uh, you don't really restrict it by. What these herbs do? You actually using these herbs as what you're thinking. Like a give example with the dilong. You know, dilong says are、oh, good for kind of flexibility, good for you know, joint problems and all that kind of things, and also for inflexible. But you look at a dilong. I look at dilong as you know what dilong does. They go into the mud, isn't it? So they process your soil, and I actually use for people who had a very bad.、Uh, Western medicine would diagnose them cancer, and the tongue is very thick and the very、uh, kind of grubby and tummy pain a lot. I use a lot of dilong for it, and it works so well because dilong would actually go there, process the soil, isn't it? So they make the soil loosening up, 
and make right. it I mean, it's the bug that lives in the soil and loosens yes, up soil. Yes, exactly. So that's what you do. That's how, if you think everything in the yin yang wuxing sense, you make everything. You can do it. You can actually imagine your own rather than following that, uh, whatever, the, the it's so different. And the other thing is like uh, aloe vera. And a lot of people using them say, or oh, clear the heat and uh, get rid of the rubbish. It does, but it's very, very cold for kidney, isn't it? Because you got to look at where aloe vera grows. So you look at aloe vera, like I look at aloe vera, I say, it's actually need heat. It hides the cold, isn't it? Need a lot of heat. And then also need water, they're growing well. So what happens? It's dry and it's cold, very cold. So if you have a kidney problem, you're using that, you hurt, you damage your kidney, you kill yourself. And then put it on the heat rash, because heat rash is hot and watery. So you put them on there, immediately tomorrow it disappears. So that's how you're using the plants, using herbs and using needles. And that's what I'm arguing. You know, the reason a lot of people don't have a confidence or don't have a actually very good efficacy in the clinic because you don't understand principle. When you understand, you create your own method. And now I want people to do that. So I'm trying to promote this uh, medicine. I mean, I call them a yi. I don't really like to call them medicine because to separate from Western point, you know, that thinking as medicine, healing. Yeah. You are really going back to the basic principles of the medicine. The transformations of yin yang, the way that we look at those as has been mapped out through the I Ching. And then there's five steps that'll take us through a transformation. That would be the Wuxing. And with, with that basic framework, if we understand that framework, if we understand the principles embodied in that, it really doesn't matter what kind of problem people come in with, and it doesn't matter if we've seen that problem or know how to treat that problem, because if we're attentive to the process, the method will reveal itself. That's right. That's how it is. That's how, you know, in the old ancient time, oh, I mean, it's not really long ago. It's only about 100 years ago. I mean, even my time, I met people doing that and just come to, you know, my generation we stuck, or maybe uh, my mother's generation. So you had some teachers who pointed you in this direction. Well, what happened is that they never talked to me about yin yang wuxing, you know, as principle, but kind of indirectly. Like I asked a teacher, you know, he was so skillful treating anything like magic. And I kind of, uh, beginning was, I, I follow him and I recording all his formulas and everything. But then, I ask him, everything I ask him, you know, like, uh, I think in my book, I mentioned this, there was a rash. Somebody had a very severe rash, and then he he used this formula, and I used it, it worked so well. And I asked him, I said, why? And then he said, uh, because I called him uh, eczema, you know, like, uh, not eczema, in the Chinese we call the uh, hives. And hives means... Uh, it's kind of a word, doesn't mean anything, really, just to describe the, the rash itself. But he said it's called a feng uh, zhen, which means a wind rash. Wind and rash, then, right. Yeah, and so if you call the wind rash, and he said uh, heat create wind, and he said you 
get rid of the heat, and the rash goes. So right, he the used, wind will settle on its own. Yes, exactly. And then I also had another kind of old doctor, and uh, he had a, I had actually very bad cough, and I treated everything and used a lot of herbs. I was still coughing. I blame because I talk too much every day, you know, seeing people. And I asked him, I said, how do I do this? Why can't I actually get over this? And he said, you got to strengthen the soil to nurture the metal. So I did. And it worked. Actually, that's my own formula. And it did work. I was shocked. I said, how come this theory we're not told properly? So from there, I just always trace on this trend. You know, I, I, in my other book, I got this Arxian Tang which is an old formula. And uh, I was told by a doctor, and I said, this is very good for kind of uh, menopause. You know, he said that. But I actually translate that as, uh, you know, what menopause is. So I look at the symptoms, you know, you get a hot, you know, hot flashes, and you got a really uh, kind of hot and cold, and you get an emotional problem, you can't sleep. So I explain that as, uh, you know, you, you keep your heat loss, isn't it? Because your trees are too dry and they turn to fire. And then they disturb the heart, the spirit. So what I do is uh, I warm the kidney and cooling the liver and then ground the fire down. So I formulate this. Uh, and why you explain that way, you can treat anything which you feel that's the heat and the, the wood problem and the spirit problem they link. So, you know, like, uh, so gradually that just pushed me on that track. And now I, I go back to the classics and I learn myself. Yeah. So nobody really direct me the way properly. I mean, like directly say, read this, you know, like what I'm telling you, you must learn the principle, you must learn the changes. Yeah. I, I have found in the time that I've studied and practiced Chinese medicine that there are people who had methods to teach, and, and those methods could be very helpful for the specific things that, that those methods were useful for. But then there were other people that, at the time, it didn't even seem that helpful because they kind of pointed me in a direction to make an inquiry of my own, where I could start to put together some different principles. So th that leads me to this next question. You were talking about the liver earlier on. And you were talking about, when you talk about liver, you have to say wood liver. It's not enough just to say liver, wood liver. Liver wood. Liver wood. Liver wood. And, <laughs> yes. then, and then there's also the yang aspect and the yin aspect of the liver. That's absolutely, yes. It seems to me, as we've been taught the wuxing, at least here in the West, at least in, in, in my limited education, it has really focused on the yin organs. So like when we talk about wood, people go, oh, wood, liver. Well, I mean, there's also the gallbladder, but people rarely talk about it, right? If we talk about fire, people go, oh, fire, that's the heart. Well, it's also the small intestine. So there's this yin and yang aspect, not just of the organs, but of the elements themselves. That's right. And that's what you, when you're doing acupuncture, you got to work on the yin meridian and yang meridian. And why they have yin meridian and yang meridian, isn't it? Because there's the yin side and there's yang side. Yeah. So very important in that. I mean, we're not told. I mean, if a lot of people say, 
we learn the everything. But did you learn that? You know, did you learn the inside and young side? And did you learn actually, you know, when you're in the clinic, if you meet any problem, do you get panic if you didn't know how to do it? So if you do, that means that you haven't learned properly, isn't it? So with this way, even if something I never heard or I haven't got a clue, but then what I'm thinking is at least I have this clue. Is that yin or is that yang? Or is that warm or is that cold? So I got this basic idea. And now I say, if my formula is not working, where do I go? If it's not hot enough, like I'm treating a problem. Actually, I've been treating myself. I had a very serious poison from formaldehyde and benzene you know, in, in China. I was in China. The, in the, the house, new house, the fittings, it's all very poisonous. They put Chemical the, sensitivity. You know, Yes, I mean, it's not sensitivity, it's a serious poisonous. And now I actually got a rash, like blisters all over the body, and red, and then fever. And then really, I, I, I almost dead, really. I mean, it's amazing that our life still today. And why I use herb, you know, if people look at that, you're thinking, oh, you got a heat, and you got a, I couldn't eat, and then, then fever. So you got to use a lot of cold herbs, isn't it? But then really... Before you get a fever, you get this uh, cold for a few days, really cold, and you're shaking the kidney. So you say, what that is? What causes this fever? It's the cold, isn't it? Your kidney losing the heat. And then you're losing the heat, and you got to actually, and then the tree dries, and then you get a fever. You get a burn, fire. That's when you get a fever. So I actually looking at this, and now I say I must. I never really got Western medical diagnosis because I don't want to see them. And uh, yeah, I just use uh, so I use the Fuzi, and I found Fuzi wasn't enough. So I start using Chao Wu. Chao Wu. Oh, you yeah, were serious about getting some heat in there? Oh yes, very much. And then I use sixty grams each day, sixty grams Chao Wu each day, and then you add uh, actually all the like uh, rou gui ah, and you, uh, yang huo ye ah, you know, ba ji ah, xian mo ah, dang gui ah. So you use all these uh, hot herbs and try to support it. But then, of course, at the same time, what you do is, uh, because you got a lot of rash, that means you got liver wood yang damage, got rotten inside. So you got to actually use like uh, things like tu bie chong, you know, mm-hmm. the tu bie chong, the, the bug to really strongly move you, the blood. Yeah, and you... Yes, and you got to use wu xiang ah, mo yao ah, all these things which are good for cleaning the blood, which we, I call them like a trees rotten. What do you do? You got to chop them out. You can't. And I use ban mao. Ban mao is very important. Ban mao, I'm that. not familiar with. Ha, ban mao. Oh, I don't know the English name clearly in my head. That, you know, I, have to okay. read I don't know the English yet. names of these things either. I only know the, the pinyin or the Chinese. I know it's called the blister beetle. Yeah, I mean, common name blister is blister beetle. beetle. Okay. Yeah, blister beetle. No, another one of those bugs that strongly moves things. Yes, very, very, very poisonous, but very, very effective. Beautiful. And what that does is, uh, you know, if you have a kind of a swollen, and what they do is they separate, they get the water out, in that uh, kind of a swollen, and then that uh, they transform the swollenness become pus and the water away. So you get a big blister, and when the water out, the pus come out, and you get over the problem. Very, and, and very And you get the toxins out of the system that way. Yeah. So, and the, so I call them liverwood young herbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get rid of now, the, that. 
this is a fabulous example, and thank you for sharing it with us, uh, your own experience. You have all these symptoms. It looks super hot, but you know the origin came from cold. And, and I think this, is, this gets tricky for us in clinic because people come in. We may not know that they had cold originally. I mean, this was you and your own experience. You remember being cold before this came on. But in clinic, it can be trickier. Because people come in and maybe all they've got is are the heat symptoms that you're seeing. How do you work things out for yourself so that you can get a sense of what really began the problem for your patient? You've got to ask the history. I do actually spend a lot of time with the patient. You've got to get them trust. A lot of times people give me your fake information. They come in and say, oh, I got this. And after long talking, and they actually expose some of the things which you get, you know, clear. So you do need to understand, say, before you, you know, how do you get it and what's happening. And uh, sometimes people don't even understand themselves. But then you go look at the symptoms. The symptoms and the tongue tells you things and the pulse tells you things and the skin color tells you things. I mean, there's a lot of uh, information you can collect. But, uh, you know, like in Bian Zheng Lun they say, oh, you got a pulse, you got a tongue, you got, you don't need everything. Because once you determine what problem is, you don't have to. But if you haven't, and you look at every kind of, uh, uh, every aspect of uh, symptoms or even family problems or even where they work. And like I had actually, uh, somebody had this, uh, couldn't sleep. And she said that they moved in this new house and turning, 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 just can't sleep. I actually went to their house and next to them, not very, about a few hundred meters away, and there was a big television power there. So you got to look at all kinds of reasons. If you didn't go, you probably don't know. I mean, I had another case which somebody got a bit rash. It just feel like you're poisoned, you're poisoned. And I couldn't know what. That was the beginning I I kind of uh, didn't realize how bad this glue is. And then later on, after I had a problem, and I realized she had a new kitchen put in, but I didn't really realize that. So, you know, you do learn along the side. But then, but uh, even if you don't know what the original case is, you look at the symptom. Say, for example, if I didn't know uh, somebody had a cold before, but then you also feel very cold. You're going to ask people. I, that's the always things I ask. You like to be hot or you like to be cold? I mean, in my case, before fever or even the June after, no fever time, you're cold. You're very cold. You just want to be warmer. So you, you ask these kind of questions. Yeah, very, I always ask these few questions about soil. You got to ask a few questions about soil. You got to ask a few questions about wood and a few questions about water. You, you around this, yeah, and then you detect. So, two basic misconceptions stand in the way of people feeling comfortable using Chinese herbal medicine, even as they are feeling more positive about acupuncture. They are concerned about safety, as herbal medicine is an unregulated industry, and feel herbs are not effective to treat most conditions. Blue Poppy is committed to meeting all FDA safety regulations. All of their herbal products contain minimal or no filler to maximize potency and efficiency. Their granules are carefully manufactured in GMP-certified facilities, and every batch is tested multiple times for pesticides, 
heavy metals and microbial content at the manufacturer and by SGS Laboratory, a Swiss certification and inspection company. For over 20 years, Blue Poppy has made quality and safety manufacturing standards their biggest priority, resulting in exceptionally effective herbal formulas. Their years of experience provide you with the best possible herbs so your patients have the best possible outcomes. With free shipping and free dropship service on orders over $50, Blue Poppy should be your favorite place to shop for herbs. Use the code CHI2024 to receive 10% off Blue Poppy products on your next order. So as you talk with your patients, you make sure to touch on every one of the five phases to see which one seems to have an issue. And then and then you differentiate from there, is this an yin problem or a yang problem? That's right. And then you're also asking what relationship. Because sometimes, like say, you got a heat rash. It's a heat, isn't it? And you got to ask a few water and other problems because the patient actually behind them, do they have a cold you know, water is that a really just a strong body and had too much rubbish and got rash. And if that case, I'll just clean, no worries. But if somebody actually say, you know, generally very weak body and very weak and tired and cold or whatever, and you say this is not a simply, you know, just the heat. It's the heat building from rotten, from something fermenting heat. So then what you do is... You gotta be careful because that kind of thing you can't just clean, clean. Because you clean, clean, you cool, cleaning, you make more, you know, stagnation, and right. you make get more weaker. fermenting. Yes. So in that so. case, you'd have. I mean, it's like dealing with damp heat in a sense. You have to do a little bit of nourishing, so they've got some something to work with. At the same time, you got to clean out the drawer. You got to clean out what's uh, what's dirty. In that kind of case, you actually make steps, a few separate steps. What comes uh, very urgent, you got to really do quickly, isn't it? If somebody got a heat rash, really itchy, they can't even eat, they're vomiting, I got to clean them out first, you know, just suppress them. And then straight away, I'm going to, when that actually the symptoms are down, and I got to warm the kidney, I got to really, you know, supporting whatever the behind the problems. Then sometimes I'll make a few different ways. I had a case, uh, this is probably a good example. Somebody had a 20 years of uh, urine infection all the time. And then she'd be on antibody for 20 years, on and off, on and off. And when she came here, she couldn't even, antibody doesn't even work anymore. So she suffered, she suffered. And uh, so what I look at her is uh, she got the, I mean, she in pain, in pain and then couldn't really pee. You know, that's a very difficult case. So I, I do a big cleaning up first, you know, clean the water first. And then what I did was uh, warming the kidney. And then when the problem is not really too bad, I warm. But when you warm, sometimes you get the, the rubbish out as well. So then you clean. So sometimes you use two kind of herbs. You know, uh, in the morning, probably actually warming. And nighttime, I clean because otherwise you can't sleep. So you're just looking at the symptom and you, you decide. You make a few different steps, yeah. And I had another case. A lady had a all complicated cases. She got a liver, kidney problem, and uh, everywhere. But uh, when she came here, her heart was like uh, uh, got a fluid covered, so she couldn't breathe, and she heart very weak, and it's very difficult. But then she's allergic to all kind of herbs, you know, like uh, she can't take this, she can't take that. So what do you do? I loosen the soil first. 
nobody would be, you know, sensitive to uh, cinnamon and uh, sensitive to what you call licorice and all these things. So I actually work on that as mild things first to get a little bit of loose in the soil. And then I actually warm a little bit of kidney and I loosen a bit of soil. So then I actually clean up a little bit of the liver. You know, you just got to do a few different steps and make a strategies. You know, as we've been having this conversation today, I've been hearing you use the term loosen the soil more than a few times, which makes me think, okay, earth element seems to be the root of a lot of issues that come into your clinic. Very much. I mean, everybody really is not just in my clinic because with the soil in the Wuxing is the middle, isn't it? Everything got to be go through the soil. So if the soil congested, I mean, anybody have a problem, every part have a problem also can affect the soil. So the yin of the soil is a stickiness and the yang of the soil is a looseness. So if soil is not loosened and the kidney water can't rise and the hot fire, the heat can't descend. So if the soil is not loosening and then what do you call the lung got no moisture and then the trees can't reach to the water. So you got to really loosening the soil is one of the big problems because we call the, each nature of this wuxing have the basic nature, like a water. Water is basically cold, isn't it? So they always need to be young, you know, loosening need to be young. The soil is sticky. That's the basic. It's the yin. So they need always need to be warmed, loosening. So that that's you got to have this. Yeah, you got to understand that they have a basic nature, but they have yin side and yang side. It's like uh, say, yeah, I mean, you got to have the basic, but you also need the other side to work together. I mean, like a man and woman to make baby. And you're basically man, but you need woman and men to create it. Baby, isn't it? Or even something as simple in this life as having an inhale and an exhale. With without both, you don't have anything. Yes. So absolutely. when you talk about the Wuxing, the five phases, you're not thinking about it in the way that is often shown in the books, where it's a circle and there's five different points. You could almost make a star out of it. You are thinking about the earth as in the middle. There's an up, there's a down, there's a right, there's a left. And in the middle is the soil, is the earth. Yeah, I mean, that that Wuxing circle, you, you say, is how they move, how they change. But the in the, the what do you call, Bagua, if you see the Bagua, the Wuxing always in the middle. I mean, also in this uh, new book, I explain what Wuxing is, you know, where they come from. It's not just about the wood and water. You know what Wuxing is? Wuxing came from Tiangan, if you heard of Tiangan. Tiangan, tell Tiangan us about is, Tiangan. Yeah, you put a stick there, and then where the where the sun actually landing isn't it? The sun come up, and the, from the east, and then the shadow go to the west. And when the sun actually down, and then the shadow is going to the east, isn't it? So this is the the west and the east, and then the sun also in winter. So they go south and the west also a little bit, isn't it? You know, they go longer stay and the shorter stay. So then you get uh, actually the, the shadow longer and uh, shorter. So what that means is uh, that's four directions. And this four direction means uh, the hot, the cold, and the spring, summer, and the autumn, and the winter. 
So this is the fourth season. And the middle, that's where you are, where the stick is. That's where we benefit from the sun. So that's Wuxing. So Wuxing, the middle is the soil. And the middle is the soil. And it is what is steady and things move around it and through it. That's right. That's right. So that's, we talk about a soil receiving the sun, isn't it? So the receiving the heat. And when the sun coming, the soil get warmer. And when the sun actually get hottest time, and we get the most warmer. And then when the sun going down, we get cooler. And when the sun is really right down there, we get really cold. What that means, the things grow. And all we get up, or we, we lie down. So this is Wuxing. It sounds like you're also talking about tracking the yang and the transformational influence of yang on the various elements, the various phases. Yeah, so the, the really the Tiangang, what I say is the Tiangang is about position. It's the sun and the moon, that a position, that a relative the sun and the relative to the moon, to the to the what you call earth. So that's what that's what the position is. So the Bagua is about position and time, isn't it? Because this position follows the time. So the time is a teacher. And this is the Tianga and the teacher together that work together. And that's what the yin and yang is about. And that's what the Wuxing came about. And that's what the Bagua came from. And then what He Tu Luo Shu, I actually explained from Tianga, teacher, and then how that formed this Luo uh, Shu. And then the Luo Shu. Luo Shu, what does Luo Shu mean? Luo Shu, you know the He Tu and the Luo Shu? The first, uh, very basic, in my book, I explained that. The first, uh, uh, you could say, is the diagram or illustration of yin yang wuxing theory, the He Tu and Luo Shu. And that's where Ba Gua come from. Okay. So I'm getting a sense of this, and it's super helpful. I'm, I'm curious to see how I start thinking in clinic with just just having these ideas in my head now. Where does the Liu Jing fit into this? Liu Jing, right? The six confirmations or six levels. There's no great way to translate Liu Jing. I'm going to call it the six Jing. How does that fit into this? It's a very good question, but it's a long question. <laughs> I don't think we can explain them here. But, uh, but uh, you know, like Ba Gua. Ba Gua is a heaven and earth, and the rest is the three Jing, really. It's uh, uh, Shao Yang, you know, Tai Yang, Yang Ming, and Shao Yin, Tai Yin, uh, Jue Yin. That's uh, where the Liu Yin come from. That's come from the uh, He Tu Luo Shu, or come from Ba Gua. So if you understand that, actually you don't really talk about, I mean, we talk about Liu Jing as uh, Liu Jing Bian Zheng, uh, Bian Zheng, yeah, the, the modern Chinese one, Liu Jing Bian Zheng, which Jing the problem. Where's the problem, right? Uh, Zhang Zhongjing, you know, talked about this, of yeah. course. Zhang Hanlun, Zhang this Zhongjing, is something. Actually, Zhang Zhongjing didn't talk the way as the Bian Zheng Lun Zhi talk about. I mean, they misinterpreted that. Actually, they, they made a false kind of representation for him. But really what Zhang Zhongjing tells is about Bagua, how the changes go from which Jing to which Jing. You know, like uh, how this uh, long meridian going to the large intestine, and then, you know, how this is transformed. That's what the Liu Jing is about. So it's also about how the yin meridian going to the yang, and then the, you know, as I said, the inside of the organ and yang side of organ, after all. 
how the yin goes to the yang. That, that's a very evocative statement, and we might need a whole other conversation just to get into that. But when I think about the six jing, and let's just start with the taiyang for a moment, okay? Because taiyang is really interesting. We generally think of taiyang as being cold. You know, when we think about like the, the climate of the taiyang, we usually think of it being cold, right? It's associated with the urinary bladder. No, that's the yang set of urine bladder. The yang I mean, set. yang set of a kidney water, yang set of water. How can that be the yin, the cold? I mean, you associate that as with the, the yang dominant. Okay, well, well, just stick with me for just a second. I want to see if I can understand this because there's so much that I don't understand. So I think about the taiyang, right? And on one side, you're talking about the yang side of the kidney water, which is, which is the urinary bladder. On the other side of the taiyang, we have the small intestine, which to me is, is a most curious organ because in, in the Chinese medicine that I learned about, they don't say much about what the small intestine is or does. It's almost like it's a forgotten organ. You don't think about that as uh, what I call the uh, anatomy sense. You got to forget about that. You think about uh, that as a shaoyang, isn't it? You, you think about it as uh, this is really you have to go through the bagua to know the lines of uh, the yin and the yang, you know. And then you would, uh, it's a little, I mean, we really need another <laughs> probably talk after especially after my next book come out and you understand a lot more because I, this you need a lot more explanation how the changes are. As, as what I'm saying, the yin and yang, the, the traditional yi is about a change. I mean, not everybody in traditional Chinese medicine, they learn traditional yi, they learn, they actually know every, everything. So then they call the ru yi and then yi gong, you know, a lot of them, they probably just need some skills, you know, they know basic and know skills. But the people who are really good with it, they got to know about the change, about the yijing. Yeah, once you know the yijing, you know the change, and you understand what the shaoyang, what taiyang, what yang mean, these things mean, and, uh, you know, the inside and yang side of each organ. Okay, so this is in... In the new book that you're working on, or is this? I'm working in... on, yeah. No, that's the new book. Yeah, because in the last couple of books, I'm mostly concentrating on herbs. So this one is about uh, meridian. If you explain your meridians, you explain your points, you have to explain how this changes in this, uh, you know, you have to get from there because this is very long. So I spent the last six months just did the theory part, tell people. What is the Tiangan digit, how the Wu Xing came from, how the yin and the yang, the, the concept came from, and how they formed this theory, and how that become a Ba Gua, and how Ba Gua actually lead to the body. So you got to understand that before you can actually explain the meridians, because that's what formed the meridian and the body. And the, this. the I Ching is really the operating manual for an E doctor. Yes, yes, yes. And Yi Jing, actually, that's where the, you know, the Huangdi Neijing, everything is based on that. That's the Huangdi Neijing is the extension of Yi Jing in healing. Well, it sounds like I have some work to do and some study to, 
to go back and look at this. Because I really, there's no book I can find. That's uh, that's why it's very difficult. I have to just uh, trace from the beginning and uh, work out all myself. I mean, in the old text, uh, they kind of use them, but they don't really explain enough to say how that connected. And there were a couple of uh, Chinese doctors in China, you know, modern Chinese doctor, write a couple of books about the uh, eating and Chinese medicine. I read it was terrible because they all they just say, you see, this eating got these words, and this Chinese medicine will use this word. That's why we connect it. That's terrible, isn't it? Oh, that's, so that's, you a, got that's a really... pretty thin connection. <laughs> but so, you know, but, I, I just I, I want to come back to the small intestine for just a moment here because. You know, you're talking about we we hear things or we're taught things and we're supposed to, you know, try to make some meaning of it. So I, I can remember being told about the small intestine and like what it does, but I never really understood like the proper physiology of the small intestine from a Chinese. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like what does the small intestine do in Chinese medicine? I've got a sense of what it does in Western medicine. But, you know, when we learn about the different organs... We must actually get away from that uh, modern Western medicine thinking, you know. Exactly. So, that, that's my point yeah. exactly. And so yeah. if I'm going to be thinking about the small intestine, if I'm going to be thinking about the yang side of Xiaoyin, the yang side of the heart, I mean, how do I start to think about that? I mean, I, I can say these words... And, and I can ask the question, in clinic, if there's, if there's an issue with the small intestine, or maybe another way to say it is, if you're, if you're treating the small intestine, what is it that you're thinking about in terms of changes that you're trying to bring to a system? It's, first, I would say it's a young set of the heart, isn't it? The, what does heart does is the heart is a, a fire, and the fire actually naturally rice isn't it so then the inside of the heart is grounding and the young side of the heart is uh, floating so that's what a small intestine does it's a kind of floating heat that's what the generally is they're floating so when you work on the on the small intestine you got to think about how actually say quite often this is a problem with the heart because the heart is young organ often I mean, heart fire. Fire is young, isn't it? So then they often lack of yin. So you got to ground in them. But if somebody actually doesn't have enough of young heat, you work on the small intestine points. To bring that young heat up through the yeah. shao yin. All you does is because the small intestine makes, you know, it's external of the heart, isn't it? That's what we call the young and the inside. So what they do is uh, the spirit that receiving from uh, heaven and earth, and that's where small intestine meridian does. So that's when you're working on that, you're thinking about how I bring the heat into the hot fire. I so appreciate our conversation today. I've got all kinds of new ways of taking some stuff that I already know, but just looking at it from a slightly different point of view. So appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I like to take this opportunity to answer a lot of people saying, you know, in the West, we learn a lot of yin and yang and wu xing, all this. And I want to tell people, say, if you know the change, you have learned. If you don't know the change, you haven't learned. You learn the terms, you haven't learned about yin and yang and wu xing. Yeah.
Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, any idea on when this new book of yours might be out? I mean, it's always bad to ask an author when their book is coming out because we know books always take much longer than we thought. But do you, do you have a timeline on this? I thought it was September this year, but <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I hope end of this year I can bring them out, really, because I've done the theory part now, and now I need to, but uh, actually to line the points, each points with the old bagua is another task because there's nobody ever done that so you got to make sense i mean not i just uh, you know i can actually have the basic idea but i have to make sense and the name of the points and the why actually that's you know like which one is to do you know each gua got a six yaw you know six lines and each line why which line is which point and now i got to actually using this uh, you know, there's a book, you prove from them to say they use it and not telling you why. So that's, uh, I'm trying to make sense of that. It take time, yeah. I look forward to this and, and I suspect all the listeners out here are looking forward to this as well. Thank you. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, Share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community.